Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk women Not be out of breath, should I? Jesus. Oh. Hello, Belfast. Are we well? Yeah. It is good to see you. Thank you for coming out this afternoon. Yeah. Well done. Give me a cheer if you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Give me a cheer if you're new to us. Yeah. Okay. You might be wondering while I'm why I'm still standing, um, and it's because of this. <laughs> Does anyone else wear jumpsuits but you got a few extra pounds on from Christmas? And you're like, hot, 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 hot belly. <laughs> so hello. <laughs> By way of introduction, I will introduce you to all of us. I'm Hannah George. I'm kind of like the sexy, funny, modest one of the, of the gang. And this is Katie and Taylor. So um, on with the show. Um, of course, well, you've, I feel like you've met Taylor already, actually. Um, but Taylor, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm so excited to be here. I've never been to Northern Ireland in my life, and it's been great. And I, it's not like I know all of you, but even just in two days, I've gotten such a good sense of the culture and you're so friendly but you're also so fucking direct how do you do that impossible bat you're like the fucking new yorkers of the uk it's unbelievable i'll give you an example i got into a lift with this really smiley couple and i did what i've done for 17 years in england i said well it's getting cold out there and they just went no it's not And I said, thank you, you're right. It's, it's not cold out there. Just rode up silently, but they were smiling. Like, I, it was not threatening at all, and it was just so direct. So thank you, it's great to be here. <laughs> um, and also I'd like to introduce uh, our other detective. This is Casey Wilkins. Hello! Woohoo! Yay! I'm very happy for two reasons. Go on. Number one, I'm in Belfast. Yay! And numbered, yes! Yeah. <laughs> That's the mayor there. <laughs> number two, so far today I have not shat myself. <laughs> Thank you. Some real whoops of support there. <laughs> Woo! This is a real safe space. I shat myself on Christmas morning. I just, I just want to share this with you and get it out and then maybe I'll stop thinking about it. Um, 
I shat myself on Christmas morning on a dog walk and I wasn't wearing pants, I was just wearing pyjamas. <laughs> you know when you think it's a fart and it's not a fart? <laughs> wow, Sorry, well, I... Belfast, I can talk about really c cerebral things too. I've got highbrow, I've got lowbrow, we just visit all the brows. <laughs> Yeah. For the listeners, too, Katie's wearing the most adorable, like, white shirt and little tie. And you just wouldn't expect a, a Shat My Pants story. So, so she's every woman. It's all in her. Don't, or out of her, as it turns out. Um, yeah. Also, black trousers. She's not going to let that yeah. happen again. Yeah. Just in case. Uh, Top tip. I feel like you know the gang now. So what I'll do is I'll tell you a little bit about how the show is going to work. In a moment, we're going to bring on our very special guest. And she is going to tell us about a time she was the victim of a crime. Then I am presenting this show. So I have all the information here about a true crime case. And I'm going to ask the girls questions. And we're going to, in the loosest possible sense of the word, we're going to solve it. And then at the end, one of you will come on stage and tell us about a time you've been a victim of a crime. Ooh. So have a little thing. Nothing too traumatic, please, but just have a yeah. little think about one that you go, oh. Keep it what? fun. Yeah. Keep it light. Fun. Keep it's it a light. comedy yeah. podcast. I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. The yeah. <laughs> a man's just whispered in the ear of another man who's just gone. <laughs> I think someone else has shit themselves on Christmas Day. <laughs> um, so have a little think, but. I think for now, we're going to bring on our special guest. Yes, so, let's do it. ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the creator of Derry Girls, it's Lisa McGee! Yeah! Lisa! Yeah! Woo! Lisa! <laughs> Welcome! Hello. We're so Hello. happy you're here! I'm so happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> I was just saying earlier, I'm probably going to take this way too seriously. <laughs> just like I was thinking about bringing a notepad. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm very good, yeah. I'm delighted you've asked me to do this. I love the podcast, so thank you. Oh, oh. It's great to have you here. Thank you for coming. And we ask but one question on this podcast, and that is, Lisa, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Okay, so I've decided to put a little spin on it, if that's okay. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you about the time I investigated a crime Ooh. and accused a woman of murder. <laughs> okay. Wow! We are so in. in. Okay, before I start, this crime involves some of my cousins and they made me swear I would never tell a story. And <laughs> in the corridor, one of them walked past. <laughs> so, sorry, Kira. Um, <laughs> So every kind of summer from I was like very little until I was about 17, myself, my sister and my two cousins from Derry would go over the borders, they were the times that were on it, um, to, to Donegal to stay with our other cousins um, and it was sort of this like gorgeous, you know, rural, peaceful, rolling green fields, beach on your doorstep, very wow. different from where we were yeah. brought up. And it was kind of respite from the whole conflict carry-on that was <laughs> going on in the north at the time. Um, and I think it's important to say, like, this summer, we were, our ages ranged from about, I think me and my the other older cousin were, were about 12, and okay. then the next two were probably a few years younger, maybe 10, okay. and the youngest two were like five, four. I'm so excited about who <laughs> she's accused of murder okay. in this story. <laughs> So, um, and this summer as well, it was quite unusual. It was quite hot. So I think that meant my, my aunt's sort of style of childcare was find something to do or I'll find you something to do. And we were like, <laughs> that involves hoovering. We're out of here. So, yeah. so yeah. friendly, but direct. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, because normally we'd have to sort of go out, we'd go out and play for a bit and we'd come back because it was raining. But this summer, I think we explored a bit further because it was sunny. And so we were running around these fields and we find this sort of grey stone wall and it's all kind of overgrown. And then one of my cousins finds a gate in the wall and we go through Ooh. and there's like a secret garden. Yeah. Yes. And we're like, oh, oh my wow. God. So we're like wandering around the secret garden exploring. And um, there's a little house as well. So someone sort of lives here and it's is sort of hiding it away a wee bit. Um, and then we hear a voice and it's a woman saying, you know, who's there kind of thing running around my garden. We're like, shit, run. <laughs> and we run and my, one of my cousins trips over something and it's a headstone. And it just says, um, I think it just said like, a name on it, and I think, I'm going to say the name was Harry, I can't remember, and I couldn't ask any of my cousins, because they're 
made me swear never to tell this story. <laughs> so, um, so just in house, we're like, what the fuck? So we go home and we're like, obviously, obviously this woman's killed her husband and buried. <laughs> And then felt guilty about the unmarked grave, giving him a headstone, right? So, so we're like, what are we going to do? So naturally, the thing to do is set up a detective agency. We gave it the worst name. None of us can even remember it ever, but it was sort of like LT, here you might remember, KCJG, which was all our initials, investigate, right? Amazing. Just rolls off the tongue. And this then, sounds like a job for the so case. So then we're like, we have, to, we have to go back and gather more evidence, but we can be suspicious, so we have to, like... This is the back here it's going to murder me for. Um, we have to, like, go undercover. So we go into, like, my aunt and uncle's wardrobes and get some, like, jackets. We make, like... We make badges that say garden investigators oh. no garden inspectors right oh amazing i think my aunt helped us laminate them with sellotape oh like, my rest. god and we go back and we, and we, we ring the doorbell we, we found also we're stalking this woman now we found an all our way in their house the the, the, the the sort of front doorway and like we're like um hi <laughs> we're, we're we're garden inspectors mm. we're doing like an inspection and she's like you're what? And we're like, we're, we're like garden inspectors and we're doing inspections of all the gardens in Donegal. Um, can we like, can we like inspe- inspect? And she's like, okay, like one of these five and wearing a man's dress jacket, but like, <laughs> off you go, right? So we do, in those days as well, right? There's, there's no, there's no iPhones. So we're having to fucking draw our evidence. We're drawing like, we're drawing the, the, the headstone and everything. We go back. And we're like back in my aunt's house, then going through our evidence, and then having dinner, the phone rings. My aunt picks up the phone, she comes back. I'm going to call the woman, Betty Donnelly, the, the woman that owned the house in the secret garden, that wasn't her name. But my aunt's like, Were you, were you all around in Betty Donnelly's garden torturing her? And we were like, No, no, I mean, not at all. Like, we've heard there's some garden inspectors doing the rounds, so it wasn't us. So, like, we, um, my aunt's like, Leave that woman alone, okay? She's very private. So we're like, Hmm, suspicious. <laughs> Why is she so private, right? So, like, and also we now have a name. But, but my aunt, my aunt's, like, not to be messed with. She tells you to do something, you do it. So we're like, we have to be really careful now. So we're just, like, watching the house for ages. And we, we either, like, this is a small place in Donegal. So we either hear she's away for the weekend or we've noticed the car's not there or whatever. And we go, we have to go get more I don't know, we're looking for another, tw- I don't know what we're looking for, another grave, right? So we go back. And this is the interesting bit. There's a guy... She's this not, is the interesting bit. No, no. Okay, so, no, but hold on. She, she, she's, she's not there, right? We've, we've made sure. There's a car round the back of her house, a red car. Kira, I don't know if you remember this, or if, if I'm, if I'm elaborating, or if I'm just fucking made this up. Just tell me. But <laughs> there, and there was a young guy there. He had, well, I'd say he was about thirty, but I was twelve, and I thought everybody was thirty that wasn't twelve. So <laughs> I'm like, we're like. Um, who are you? And he's like, who are you? Like, what are we doing? And so we, we assumed she was related to him and we're like, do you know Harry? Dead husband. Oh, brilliant. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, leave. So we left and we're like, we are so screwed because that guy is going to tell Betty that we've been in his yard. She's going to ring me and we're dead, we're dead. But no phone call comes, right? So that like, is way out of the remit yeah. of garden inspectors no. and we all know it. <laughs> Asking about the dead. So, so then, like, nothing really happens. We continue our line of investigation. We never sort of veer from the fact that she's, even though it makes no sense, she's killed her husband and buried him. In the, this is our theory. It's getting towards the end of the summer. We have to go back to Derry to go back to school. We're like, we're going to have to confront her. So we go down and we're like... Um, you know, who's, who's Harry? And she just starts laughing, I think, and says, oh my God, you think I killed somebody, doesn't he? And so she's like, it's my dog, you know? And, oh. and we are like, oh, okay. So, but then we say to her, but who was the man in the red car? And she's like, what are you talking about? What man and what red car? And we're like, he, he was here, he said he didn't, he didn't know Harry. And um, she, she was, I don't, I don't know what you're, you're I've never, I don't know any man in any red car. So we're like, now nobody believes anything we say, but we're like, we, we swear he was here. Yeah, yeah. To this day, we don't know who that was. Whoever he was, if- He's on the phone now. <laughs> red car man, is that you? <laughs> if he was like watching her house, if he was like 
a baddie watching her house every day. Like, nothing bad happened to her because my cousin Tony then continued to see this woman and was mortified in like her local shop. And she's like quite a like senior nurse now, and this is why she doesn't want this story told. But like um she 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 lived a lovely life, this woman, and nothing bad happened to her. But we just so the investigation. Well, it sounds like one bad thing happened to her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the garden inspector. Yeah. So but it remains open, the the investigation. Yeah. Wow. Um so what if you as you say, because that's what I thought, what if it was a baddie? Yeah. And you foiled that crime. Yeah, maybe oh he god, was gonna he that. was gonna steal, maybe. <gasps> he could have yeah. been a burglar and you, Oh my god. You interrupted yeah. a burglary. Yeah, I'm you, gonna, that's that's the, that think, time I'm going to stel, tell the story. Yeah, going, like, I think that's little like rascals. That's this amazing. Happened. Yeah, and he he knew that you could ID him, so he had to put everything <gasps> back and leave. Because there is only one red car in Donegal. Was that right? <laughs> well, I <don't> <laughs> so I think that's true. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it was quite a fancy car as well. I mean, I may have exaggerated. I don't know. Yeah. I can't really remember. Sketchy. We're talking Cleo. Car. <laughs> Ford car. I also know nothing about cars, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you are just the perfect person for this podcast because oh my you gosh. already have yeah. a detective agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's closed now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's fine. Well, it might be reopened now. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Oh, she's going to be like, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> Me and my cousins, we don't see each other that often because life and, you know, we'll occasionally like meet at weddings or wakes. Um, <laughs> But I like to think we'll solve another crime. I like to yeah. think. Oh my the commitment yeah. of you got like, just like, we gotta go back there. <laughs> We're not gonna leave this. Also, yeah. I love the idea you could see like the grave and it was about half a meter high. <laughs> <laughs> like, she had a tiny husband <laughs> and we need to avenge him. <laughs> I'm also picturing like a bone drawn yeah, onto yeah. the probably was, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> Murder. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, um, what we well what we say on this podcast as well is we always ask what would you say to that person now if you could normally it's the the perpetrator of the crime yeah but, which was probably me yeah <laughs> yeah so basically do you want to have a word with yourself <laughs> is one or what would you say to the man in the red car perhaps or to um, Betty I, I often wonder if she was um, messing with us because oh. we'd fried her head for a whole summer and if she like oh. knew that guy and was like. Them, you know, I'm going to just leave you with yes. another mystery. Oh. But yeah. Also, That's when you are opened the door and said, "Who's I, like?" She just went straight to you. Think I've killed my husband, didn't you? <laughs> like suspiciously fast. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh. Maybe she doesn't have a dog from the audience. Oh my god. I want yeah. someone to go back and do a little digging. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literal yeah. digging. <laughs> See what's under there. Had a husband with a very white oh my nose. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, give a hand for oh. Liz McGee's story. Yeah! Oh my goodness. That's great. Oh, I love that. That was so yeah. sweet. And well, now, are we ready to solve some true crime? Yes, okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, today we are discussing James Bloomfield Rush, the son of a farmer from Norfolk. All right. It's 1848. Okay. It's like son of a preacher man, but not as Catchy. subversive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and we meet him in this story when he's in his 50s. He's very tall, has nine children, and owes a lot of money that he can't afford to pay back. Ooh. So just from this information I've given you, what crime do we think we're talking about today? He's going to stage his death. Ooh, oh, nice. Very good. Mm. You think he's the I've been doing man. this for four and a bit years, so <laughs> I've learned a couple things on the force. <laughs> Detective McGee? I was going to say murderous wife. That seems to be like the <laughs> what I go it to first. So. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Insurance uh, policy thing. Yeah, I'd say um, I'm going to go. He's going to rob a <gasps> bank. Oh, yeah. Okay. I do like the idea of a guy that kills his wife when they've got nine children. <laughs> no. Bloody hell, that's, yeah, there's no, no insurance that's policy that could look after that many fucking kids. What year is it? The 50s? It's um, 1848. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Even it's... worse, I'd say, probably for women. <laughs> than the 50s. <laughs> Katie doesn't care. <laughs> um, guys, it's a double murder. 
So actually, you were closest. Oh, what? So today, we are discussing what the papers at the time dubbed the Stanfield Hall assassinations! Exclamation mark. Now, Stanfield Hall was the name of a huge manor house uh, that the murders took place in. Uh, Charles Dickens, who visited the scene after the murders, uh, said of the manor, said it had a murderous look that seemed to invite such a crime. Sort of like the house was asking for it. Uh, (laughs) What was it wearing? Yeah, exactly. What were the curtains? Were the curtains see-through? Because... (laughs) So, I mean, a little bit more info about Rush. He was a bit of a shit. Uh, There were a number of lawsuits against him from women for seduction and bastardy. Which is a nightclub on the Isle of Wight, actually. (laughs) Bastardy. Bastardy. Having uh, fathered children. Yes. I've never heard that term before. I I learn something every time we do this. Our drinking is changing my life. (laughs) Yours. Okay. Um, He was in loads of debt, and he looked for financial loopholes to try not to pay any of his debts back. But he did have a job. It involved selling things. It's 1848 in Norfolk. What's he selling? What's he doing? Ooh, eels. (laughs) Um, Okay. I got loads of them there. Lisa? I said soap, but then immediately regretted it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Probably wasn't much soap back then, was there? Maybe. It was, yeah, it got, I think soap got invented. Well, um, like, there is soap from ancient Egypt, but there's some kind of new soap got invented in the Victorian era. Um, Professor Katie. (laughs) Okay, so soap is actually quite a good, quite a good guess. Katie, would you like to snowball on? I'd rather buy soap than eels if we're (laughs) (laughs) voting. If we're in a shower, yeah. Okay. I okay. Everything I know about Norfolk. Now I went to university (laughs) in Norfolk, so I should know more. But my main thing, my head went to, is farming. Okay. So maybe he was selling some hose. (laughs) Okay. Well, he was an auctioneer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so we sold right. everything. Absolutely. So you're all right. And we got 25 eels, 25 eels. We got a bit of soap. We got a bit of soap. 25. <laughs> I've so, never done it. So I don't know. <laughs> I've put here, wait for someone to do auctioneer impressions. So you know. You know yeah. <laughs> I know this podcast out the back of my hand. Um, so basically, he owed loads of money in rent to a man called Isaac Jeremy, which sounds a bit like the kid at school that didn't wash his hands. And, um, Jeremy owed the farm. Oh, he owned the farm Rush lived on, so he did live on a farm, but he wasn't oh. a farmer. Um, and he also owned Stanfield Hall. So Jeremy owned Stanfield Hall. Okay. Rush had two days to pay back the back rent or he was going to be evicted. Oh, boy. So a normal person would be like, I'm going to try and borrow some money, I'm going to try and pay this off. Um, Rush decides he's going to murder this guy. (laughs) Okay. Um, So on the night of the murder, on the 28th of November, we're at Stanfield Hall with Isaac Jeremy, Isaac Jeremy Jr. (laughs) Jr. It's it's a mouthful, isn't it, Isaac Jeremy Jr.? After a few after a few drinks, it's impossible. My name's so great, we're going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A junior's wife and the wife's maid, Eliza. Um, so what do you think these guys were up to? They're in Stanfield Hall on a November evening. It's Norfolk. It's 1848. What are they up to? Is it Guy Fawkes night? Oh, it's not. Okay. <laughs> That's what I know about November. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the 28th of November. It's a really late Guy Fawkes night. I didn't hear the date. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so we've got fireworks. <laughs> are they just having a nice dinner? Nice dinner. Okay. <laughs> well, what... What are they up to, as in, what's the pretext that they're going to murder? Like, come round, we're going to do a fun thing. We're not going to murder you. No, because <laughs> Rush isn't there. Rush isn't there. Oh, okay. This is just the family together doing something. Um, barn dance? A barn dance? Yeah. Counting their money. Counting their money. They're, uh, may, like, um, <laughs> it's the hoog. Who? No. What's the who? I can't say Katie, it. Katie, right. it's pronounced the Hague. <laughs> the thing, it's spelt with a H Y G G E. Oh, Huggy. Is that like the Finnish thing? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. invented like last year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're just getting cozy. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. okay we got oh, that. We got that. Okay. And yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, Detective McGee, you have blown the doors off. They were having a dinner. Oh my gosh. They were having a nice dinner. Um, All that work you put into garden inspection is yeah, just I've paying been, off in dividends. I've been doing it since I've, I was 12, <laughs> yeah. so don't feel bad. Like. Yeah. You're the, the, the child star of detectives. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it's interesting because now we are going into the garden in this story. So this is where you're truly going to shine. <laughs> so they're inside having dinner and in the garden, a man is approaching. It's Rush. So he's in disguise. What is he disguised as? <laughs> I love that just immediately. A pumpkin. A, is it uh, Superman? Yeah, a gardener. A gardener. Garden inspector. <laughs> Garden inspector. Nice. Did they have that lamination machines back then? <laughs> Gosh, what would you dress as to skulk through the garden and not disturb? Because every answer is creepy, isn't it? Yeah. And he's going to go into the house in a minute. Oh, so. oh he's a he's a, a singogram. He's disguised as a, a singogram. That's like a fun way to murder someone. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, be, they'll let their guard down because you're singing a song. Yeah. yeah. Five, Five, six, six, seven, seven, eight. This is your last day. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, a policeman. policeman very oh, nice. Finally, a sensible answer. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Oh. Oh, where? Yeah. Well, I was walking down the beach. By the beach, I mean the street, because I don't actually live by the sea. It was a cold, cold day, and by cold, I mean nice. I was going to my friends to ask for advice, and that's when I saw a sight that changed my world. It was a stone hot, hot, and by hot, I mean cold. It was Jacqueline Andrews. What's up, girl? Would you like to have a dance? And by dance, I mean a twirl. Then what from the corner of my eye should appear? It was Jenna Glossop from afar, except near. And somebody named B showed up in front of me. They were cute as a bee and by cute I mean tween. And if that had been the end, it's already been great. But wow, there's one more. It's Alana78. Thank you patrons for supporting drunk women solving crime. Patrons, patrons, please join if you can spare the dime. Patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, what they say is they say he's wearing a mask. I, but again, is it the mask of a policeman? We don't know. Um, a wig and whiskers. <laughs> Which I think it's a moustache, not like a sexy cat, I think. Uh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Nothing to fear here. <laughs> so he's got, he's got his moustache on and he's got his wig. And I, I don't know what the mask is, but... Um, hmm. So he's going to go in. He wants to go in to the, to the dining hall and kill these people. Um, but <laughs> Isaac... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were singing. I thought we were back on the singogram. It's like she really can't sing, can she? Okay. So Isaac Jeremy Senior comes outside. Why do you think he's come outside after dinner? First smoke. First smoke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is correct. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> well done, detective audience. Yes, he comes outside for a smoke. Um, oh my god. But what he doesn't expect is for Rush to be there. Rush shoots. Kills him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Brutal. Um, a servant hears the gunshots at the front of the house. What does he do? <laughs> Run away. <laughs> he goes to help. Goes to help? Does he go warn the others? Via song. There's a man with a gun with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that cat. Oh. <laughs> That's a deadly cat. Run. <laughs> yeah, so he... 
because you give them canopies. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they're going to blame this on me. Right. Um, so I think he just has a, a little feeling of dread. <laughs> and that was written down in the, uh, in the history books. He jumps straight in the moat and swims away. So he did oh. run away. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Wow, they weren't paying him enough to... Protect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's. I like that. I've never been in a situation where I sort of like find out whether I'm fight or flight, and I'm pretty sure I'm in the moat. Like I'm just swimming away. Yeah. What about you guys? If you had a, you know, knew that something was happening, would you go to help, or how do you feel you would uh, react to the situation? Don't ask me first. <laughs> Let's gauge the. Gosh, yeah. it it really depends. I mean, we're talking about a, gu- a gun, so that's yeah. pretty. Intimidating. Yeah, like yeah. If it's not, it's not his. <laughs> what a family, profound statement from the American. <laughs> a gun. <laughs> so that's a big deal. <laughs> As we know, Lisa, like you run to danger. Yes, I think I go and help or try to investigate. I'd like to think that I'd probably just freeze though. <laughs> Just <laughs> days later, yeah. still there. Oh, um, you would not. You'd be like, I'm a firearm inspector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hand over your weapon. By okay. the time I got there, I'd have to laminate my badge and all that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. Um, well, it sounds like you'd be more of an Eliza because Eliza, the maid, um, she doesn't leave her mistress's side. Okay. She is straight there. Uh, Rush enters the house. He immediately shoots Jeremy Jr. and shoots his wife and the maid as they try to run away. Wow. Um, yeah, so this is kind of, this guy has really, you know, gone planning to do a murder and he's murdering people. He doesn't deal with stress well at all. <laughs> he does not. Before he flees, Rush drops something in the dining room. Oh. What is it? Is it the gun? The gun? Like a cigarette case. Oh, nice. Yeah, hmm. like the, with initials that like yeah. ties it to him. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm going to say he drops a letter that says, um, pick up milk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One, kill landlord. Two, milk. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what, Katie? It is a letter. Well done. It was a letter um, he'd written pretending to be someone else to frame them for the murder. Um, So who do you think that could be and what did the letter say? What what on earth does this letter say that he can frame this entire thing on someone else? Can't stand my name, Jeremy Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, So it's got to be an enemy, I guess? Yeah, yeah, an enemy of the family. I haven't mentioned him yet, though, so, like, go go wild with it. Oh, a neighbour? A neighbour. Mm. So you, those dinners went on too yeah, late. Yeah, they're too late. Yeah, noisy neighbour. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, it was supposedly from Thomas Jeremy, who was from another oh. branch of the family. Um, and Rush knew... We're from the Suffolk Jeremys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rush knew that he had a dispute with Isaac over who rightfully owned Stanfield Hall. Okay. So he'd done his research. Hey. Clever, yeah. yeah, so he was like... And basically the letter... It's cle- I mean, it's, cle- it's clever. And did that guy also like to dress up like a cat? <laughs> I'm just trying to make sense of that mask. <laughs> um, in the letter, Thomas admits that he and seven other men came into the hall, threatened everyone so they could take possession of Stanfield. So he's like, and then at the end, he signed it, Thomas Jeremy, in brackets, the owner. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in case we were worried that that wasn't why he was doing it. No. Um, so Rush drops the letter, leaves... The police arrive, the doctor arrives, and the wife and Eliza survive. Ooh, twist. I know. And the wife immediately looks at the policeman, square in the peepers, and says, it was James Rush. (gasps) The disguise did not work. No. Why do you think she knew it was him? He did cover his whole face, but what was it about? Maybe he has a distinctive smell. Okay, if he did yeah. not enough soap. He washed himself with eels and <laughs> Does he have like a really squeaky voice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a limp oh, we've got, got in the front row. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I wondered if it was like a his walk. It was like a distinct yeah. Um. Yeah, what they said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I mean it was sort of what I mentioned it at the very beginning. Can anyone remember? 
his height. He was the tallest man in Norfolk. I don't know that that's true, but he was very tall. You just can't mask that. No, No. and he had like a very specific body shape. It's a bit like Peter Crouch doing this. You'd be like, that's definitely Peter Crouch. Just the tallest man I could think of. Um, So, so, um, he's wearing his sexy, he's really tall. So Rush is arrested and a court date is set. We know this is going to be a good court case because he's pleaded not guilty and he represents himself. Oh, wow. That is my, my favourite men from history represent themselves <laughs> oh in God. court. Oh, wow. um, I'll tell you why it wasn't a good idea because, and I quote, uh, someone said, due to his own incompetence, belligerence and blatant intimidation of the prosecution witnesses, he simply hastened his own downfall. Wow. <laughs> Boy. Damning. Although I think I'd represent myself. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> no? No, I would go straight to jail. So, Thomas Jeremy, who allegedly wrote that letter um, from the owner, he was in court. They bring him to court. Of course they do. Uh, the prosecution asked him one question. What was that question? Did you write the letter? <laughs> <laughs> that is like a chorus, a Greek wow. chorus. Yeah. It's a Greek chorus of did you write the letter from the audience. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a sensible question and it's along those lines yeah I, I was going to say did you do it did you do it or were you and your other guy Rosh in cahoots Ooh, okay Ooh, that yeah. is an excellent twist I hope it's that one <laughs> That's how this podcast works. We change history and based on what we like. <laughs> Which is kind of how history is written. <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah. true. And that's what happened. Um, <laughs> did, did they ask where were you the night of the murder and he had a rock solid alibi? Ooh, interesting. I mean, he did have a rock solid alibi. He was in yeah, London. Yeah, because he planned it that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Can anyone else think of what the question was? Do you own the house? Basically, wait, wait, wait. It was, do you prefer Blur or Oasis? Because <laughs> it's still the 90s. It was like, can you write? And it turns out he's illiterate. Oh, oh my god! Holy shit. Yeah, so Thomas Jeremy oh. could not have written the letter. Rush did enough research to know that he wanted oh my gosh, the house. It's almost like a riddle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and none of you got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking hate riddles. <laughs> but he also fucked up, Rush also fucked up when he uh, was cross-examining a witness, Maria Blanchflower. <gasps> Lovely name. Why have names gotten so boring? Yeah. I feel like we go back in time and they're just fantastic <laughs> yeah. names. Just like Bill Jones. I feel like Maria Blancheflower, though. It kind of, Ooh. you know, when a, a name sort of dictates how you have to be. Yeah. Like she'd have to be, oh, hi, I'm Maria Blancheflower. <laughs> she can be like, I'm Maria. <laughs> so. Um, she had allegedly passed Rush on the way to the hall that night. Oh, okay. What question do you think Rush asked her that fucked it up for him? Do you know the way (laughs) to the hall because I gotta do a murder? (laughs) Classic slip up. (laughs) This was a a question he asked her on the stand. Oh, sorry. Because if he's planning another one, my God, he is brazen. Do, do you know how to use a gun? <laughs> Question he asked on the stand. Yeah. And did that sort of nail it? The, the nail yeah, it so he, d- he sort of denied that, like, this, well, it's, it's kind of complicated. Uh, why won't you go out with me? <laughs> Was he, was, he, was he denying that he was there that night? He was denying that he was there. He was saying he was not there. So could it be like, why do you keep your glasses in that cabinet? So then they could be like, oh, you were in the house. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, he, I mean, he did. He sort of basically put himself at the scene and he said okay. to her, did you pass me quickly? Or Oh. Yeah. Oh, so he wow. was kind of like admitting he was there and everyone in the, uh, in the courtroom went... <gasps> Wow. And Maria Blanche would have fainted, I imagine. I don't know. Um, so, um, he gave an epic closing statement. How long do you think he talked for? Oh, oh Jesus. I know. <laughs> he was, he was trying to filibuster his court so that he can't be sentenced to death. Yeah. That is essentially what he did. How long? 30 minutes. Okay. Three hours? Three hours. That is more sensible for me. When we got three days from Lisa, do you want to advance on that or? 
No, I'm going to stick with three days. I feel confident. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say four hours, but the was, price is right. It was fourteen hours. Oh wow! Oh. I know, I know. And how long do you think it took the jury to Wait, find him guilty? Without a break. Without a break. Oh, I mean, geez. maybe he did it over two days. Wow. How long do you think it took the jury to find him guilty? I mean, like, that guy couldn't even wait to use the toilet. It's just, that's what I'm saying. It's a long time. Five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah, like, they were so 15. pissed off. By the yeah. time they... they well, went, yeah, actually, After he yeah. talked for, like, 20 minutes, they were like, we're going to kill this What's motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And he went on for 14 hours. They were, like, dead. 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds, five minutes. Yeah, what's to discuss? Yeah, 10 minutes. Just Ten be minutes. different. Well, I'll tell you what, it was six minutes. So, Lisa, you wow. were the closest. Ah. Mm. I thought we kind of, ooh, they sentenced him to death. <laughs> <laughs> we got it right. Um, the judge, I'll enjoy this. The judge described him as an object of unmitigated abhorrence to everyone. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure I've got a school report like that, though. <laughs> I wonder what he fucking said for this 14 hours. I know, it doesn't feel yeah. like there's... I can I can't talk for two seconds when we have to when we have to mic check the earlier today. We're like, oh, what did you have for breakfast? Kid, did you still need me to talk? Like, <laughs> I did. I asked you what you'd had for breakfast, and you went, you you were there. <laughs> it's just it's a mic check. Hannah Hannah tried to throw me a bone, and I just was rude to her. <laughs> um, so fourteen hours, six minutes. Um, he is sentenced to death. That is what you would you would get in uh, Norwich at that time. Um, but this case has been absolutely huge in the media. So over 20,000 people came to watch the hanging in Norwich. Mm, wow. Um, there was even a special train I mean, what ticket. else are you going to do? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a special train ticket you could buy to come up from London to see it. Oh, wow. Yeah, like Megabus style. Wow. <laughs> Bus hanging ticket. Yeah, you get you get a free apple. <laughs> oh, whatever this. I'm assuming apples. <laughs> You've not been to a hanging, have you? It shows. <laughs> so on the morning of the execution, Rush asks for two things. What does he ask for? Ooh. An apple. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Alcohol and Cigarettes is a good show. Which is actually an Oasis album, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we'll Yeah, that's a good guess. We know who who Belfast prefers. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds quite vain. Yeah. Mm. Like a comb or something. I know, I was thinking a comb. Oh, yes. That's how he was able to talk for 14 hours. (laughs) Because you want want your hair to look good under that sack. (laughs) Yes. He's a narcissist. I think that much is true. Um, a mirror, <laughs> comb and a mirror. Yeah, comb and a mirror. Do you know yeah. what? It was some hot water to wash himself and a clean shirt in which to be buried. So basically a comb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. God. It's still vain. The same deal. So his head oh, was shaved um, and a cast was taken for phrenological study. Oh, yes. Of the skull and stuff to see, like, oh. Yeah. Go on. Tell us what it is. It's the study of... It's, everything I know about this is from Mr. Burns. <laughs> The Simpsons. <laughs> you, st- you study the cranium and draw wild conclusions that, um, you know, if you have a sticky up bit here, that means you're a criminal. And yes, it's, it's not scientific at all. Yeah, it is basically that the shape of your head dictates whether or not you're going to be a criminal. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. <laughs> Mine's like, I think, legend I'm getting. <laughs> um, it's a fun excuse for eugenics. <laughs> But yeah, the cast ended up in uh, Madame Tussauds for 120 years. Uh, there were also a number of collectibles created for the execution. Oh, oh wow. Uh, ceramics figures of what? Mm. The gun? The weapon, yeah. The weapon? Uh, we're... Ceramic figures. Ceramic? The ladder? No, that would be a shit ceramic. Uh, I just can't believe they're selling merch at this thing. I, I can't get over that. <laughs> yeah. So there's ceramic figures of Rush, um, of his victims, and of Stanfield oh, Hall. Jesus. Oh, What wow. is wrong with these people? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, imagine having an interest in true crime. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but where do you display those in your house? I guess it's a real conversation starter. Yeah. 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 Collect yeah. all eight. <laughs> it's, I think it's a conversation ender. Well, yeah. it should be. This it is, should this be, is really. This ceramic of a dead body. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
I mean, so that essentially is is our story of uh, of James Rush. And, and also, I just wanted to say to um, this was sent in. The case was sent in to me by a listener called Abby um, oh. on Instagram, and she found out about it because it was from her daughter's homework. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how old her daughter is. Oh, my God. I don't know. So um, let's hear it for Abby's daughter. Cheers. Thank you. Good. So you've probably been thinking this whole time about have I ever been the victim of a crime and can I come up and tell on stage and have the drunk women uh, solve it for me? And do I like Prosecco as a prize? Oh, there's a prize, ladies and gentlemen. That was nine pounds with a club card. It sure was. Uh, (laughs) Imagine what it was without. (laughs) I downloaded an app because I wasn't going to pay five pounds more. Um, So, um, by a show of hands, does anybody want to come up and tell us a, a story? Ooh. Oh, we got one over here. Please, come on. Give her a round of applause. Yay. What's your name? I was expecting there to be more volunteers, not going to (laughs) lie. Oh, were you like that person at the auction that's just trying to drive up the price? You're the only one. (laughs) I just wanted to be involved, but like not come on up. (laughs) Um, What is your name, please? Um, I'm called Rebecca. Rebecca. (laughs) I'm called Rebecca. Oh, thank you, Rebecca. Well, Rebecca, the floor is yours. Please tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yeah, so I work for Royal Mail, so I do deliveries and stuff, but um, basically I used to kind of just go all around the shop, just wherever they needed me, but um, they basically decided, oh, we've got a route to put you on every Saturday, so on a Saturday you're going to be on this route. And I was like, okay, grand. So the second time, I don't know, like, uh, it's in Divis, if everyone here knows where Divis <laughs> so every Saturday, <laughs> I think you can gather from the laughter that Divis is not probably the. <laughs> I love it, but anyway, so <laughs> I had to deliver to Divis on a Saturday, okay. and I was like, "Great, fine, okay." So the second time I was ever on this route ever, um, so basically what happens is I go out, I do my little route of post, and then I have to wait for someone to pick me up, and I did my route, and then I was waiting to be picked up, and I went oh, yeah, like, he's going to come round with the van and give me the next bit to do in a minute. And then it was like, okay, yeah, he's going to come round in the van and give me the next bit to do in a minute. And then it was like, 40 minutes has passed, and he should be here. And I was ringing him, there was no answer. And I was ringing him, there was no answer. I was going, hmm, this is not normal. And then a car comes up to me, pulls the window down, and a guy comes up and goes, oh, you with Eamon and all? I'm, I'm his dad. And I was like... What? And he was like, I'm Eamon's dad, get in the car. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what? And in my head, I went, oh yeah, that's his dad. He knows his name. I'll get in the car. (laughs) (laughs) So so I got in the car um, and he joked me about (laughs) it. No. No. (laughs) Rebecca. To the second location, Rebecca. <laughs> so yeah, as we know, you don't come back from a secondary location. So <laughs> um, anyway, it turns out he was Eamon's dad. That wasn't, oh, even, that isn't, oh, that isn't even the crime. <laughs> so I get in the car and he's driving me about and he goes, "Oh, don't worry, we're getting it sorted. The police are on the way." And I'm like, "We're getting what? what? What's what's getting sorted? Uh, like I've just been standing here waiting him to give me the next bit of post today. Like I don't." know what's going on um, and he's like oh like someone tried to rob the van and I was like oh okay so basically what happened is while I was standing on the side of the street waiting for him to come and like get me to give me the next bit to do um so he was out taking a parcel so he'd he was standing at someone's house with the parcel waiting at the door and the people were basically watching him and they waited for him to come back to the van so when he was like people weren't in the house so he was putting the parcel back in the back of the van and they opened the front of the van, know where the seats are and the oh, wheel and all wow. this. You know how a van works? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the wheel? <laughs> I mean, you guys know how like motor vehicles work, so. <laughs> <laughs> so they went into the front of the van to see if there was anything they could steal in there, but all that was in there was your man Eamon's backpack. <laughs> so they ran in, they got it. He oh. sees them and goes, fuck, they have my backpack that has my car keys on it. So they start chasing him. He starts chasing him down this road and they run into these abandoned flats on Raw Street, which has been since knocked down, sadly. And um, (laughs) 
Wait, what's a block of flats? Can you be more specific? <laughs> I mean, it's like when you have one house on top of the other. Right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so, does, so does Amy... he goes in and runs the run into this abandoned block of fats. It I don't know what happens from then on out, but the guy runs away, but the backpack was left in there. Oh. So he goes, he goes, oh, they've left my backpack, and they'd taken his car keys. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus. They hadn't taken the car keys. Okay. They'd left everything in there, but they stole his sandwiches. <laughs> wow. that, that he was meant to eat on his lunch break. No. But because they tried to steal from the Royal Mail van, which is the company, we still had to phone the police and give like oh my God. descriptions and all this here. But all they'd stolen was his sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to. I got back to the van and all this here. We had to ring our manager and go, look, they tried to steal our sandwiches. And, all this here. <laughs> and, and basically, it was like near the end of my shift, and I was like, oh fuck's sake. <laughs> Wow, I mean, that was, well, do we have any, wait, stay there, stay there. Do we have any, um, guys, do we have any follow-up questions to that story? Oh, my God. Because uh, I think they might be. I just love, it's the most Northern Irish thing that Eamon chased the fucking guys. <laughs> like, I just love that. That was brilliant. <laughs> I'm just so glad you were the first one to put your hands yeah. on. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Can I also say, whenever we gave the police the description, we went, oh, we know who that is, and just drove to his house. <laughs> Amazing. Well, on that note, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Well done. Oh, amazing. I love that. Love oh it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> um, so, well, we've just got enough time to um, say, Lisa, what are you up to? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, what is Dairy Girls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm mainly, like, solving garden-related crime. <laughs> and then I'm writing another thing that'll Ooh, you, so, um, And it's a comedy. I'm writing two things actually. One's a comedy and one's a sort of comedy thriller. Ooh, um, but nice. it's a very early, you know, I have to write the whole thing and it's <laughs> <laughs> <don't> really wanty. <laughs> I just like when it's on TV and everybody tells you you're great. I don't like the hard work. But, so that's oh what I'm doing. <laughs> honest anecdote from a writer I've ever heard like I'm in the shit part where I have to make it <laughs> I have to do all this work Ooh, can you tell us any more is it all yeah. pretty top is secret we um, can cut it out Just I, I, I can't really one's, okay. one's I can say one they're both sort of set here um, one's a mockumentary so okay Fun. I'm always so nervous I'm going to get sacked. So just oh, yeah, no, please, please, don't. We can. It's, <laughs> it's about someone that's stealing sandwiches. <laughs> it's so exciting. My God. Well, well um, I'm, guys, I think this is about... This has been a journey. Hasn't <laughs> it? We've solved everything. We've solved everything. You've been the most fantastic guest. Thank oh, you so much for doing this. I'm only solving so it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, we have. I mean, give me a cheer if you're coming to our show at eight o'clock. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We've got oh, okay. Just so you know, I will be doing the jumpsuit gag again. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh twice and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all that remains to say is thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining thank us. We've been drunk. We've been solving crime. Thank you. Thank you very much. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart 
A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.